Ask the Podcast Coach for April 10th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music again. That means that it's Saturday. It's 1030. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy Easter. We, we didn't get a chance to say that last yeah. week with the, with the week off. Happy belated, I guess. Uh, happy belated Easter to you. Yeah, well, uh, it was fun. We took the week off. You had, uh, what fun assignment were you on? Yeah, I traveled down to Temple, Texas for uh, my mother-in-law's 80th birthday party. So we had, it was a whole weekend of birthday celebrations. And uh, Jim, you have a new mug, my friend. From I, I, I do, but let's get the coffee pour in first. So I'm, cause I'm pretty thirsty. Let's do, ooh, I forgot to take the sticker. Oh, <laughs> can't ruin the illusion. <laughs> uh, hey, who, who, who sponsors this? Yes, pour? the, uh. That coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a whole website, maybe you need a lead magnet, anything you need to look professional, check them out over at podcastbranding.co. Not only is Mark an award-winning graphic artist, he's also a podcaster, so he knows that whole podcasting stuff. And if you're like, look, I don't even know what a brand – what do you mean branding – then he actually has an auditing service where he'll actually go over your whole brand and, and look and say, "Ooh, this is good. This fits together. Ooh, you could probably polish this up a little bit and uh, get you going. Make sure you're looking professional. If you want to see his work, look at the logo for the School of Podcasting. Look at the logo for uh, the Podcast Rodeo Show and look at the uh, artwork. I should be saying artwork, not logo for Ask the Podcast Coach. That is all of Mark's handiwork. So if you're looking to... Get that podcast going in the right direction and looking great. Check out Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Cappuccino on the phone. <laughs> me home. I just forgot what else that could possibly sound like. But And Jim, what awesome mug are you? Uh, well, Glenn, we're in between sponsors. If you want to sponsor the mug for Ask Podcast Coach, you can head over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash what's the uh, promo? store would be a good store. place to there we yeah. go okay they can head over there and do that in the in between time glenn said hey i'll send a mug in uh, for you to use and we always appreciate that so glenn sent me this one that says guild that mm-hmm. stuff we'll stuff. keep it we'll keep it we'll keep it real for that glenn thanks for doing that yeah he also sent me he also sent me a horse, horse radio, radio network, network coffee cup so glenn thanks for doing that appreciate it. he was on of course he was on two weeks ago you got one of those too mine is filled with mints because i don't drink hold, coffee hold that up dave and we'll give glenn a chance because he'll he'll want a screenshot oh yeah absolutely sure. that, yeah that looks good glenn thanks for coming on a couple weeks ago and, and thanks for doing that as well i did realize that i forgot to take the sticker out of the <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> you that, see the sticker still that, in the mug? that adds a nice flavor to it is that gonna be a problem <laughs> yeah, man. james crinlin over at podnews.net did some number crunching and he came up with 67 percent of the shows that have one and done. In other words, you stuck your toe in the water and then you left. 67% of those are anchor shows. 17% are Spreaker. iVooks, which is really big in like the Spanish-speaking world, has 7%. Then SoundCloud, CastBox, Podomatic, and one I've never heard of, AFR.net and Podbean. And most of those, I'd say 95% of those are free. And I went, I'm seeing a well, yeah, Of course, it's a playground, right? It's, it, it's, I think we should stop expecting any more from these free services. It's just a place for them to come. People try things out. Podcasting is a lot harder than people think it is. It takes a lot more time and a lot more effort and a lot more planning and a lot more. I, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I have trouble. If somebody asks for me to help them. I do the 10 podcast rule. You write out 10 titles for me. You, you need, before we even get started, I need 10 titles from you. Just to, I, I want to make sure you've got a, some runway. Now that doesn't guarantee they're going to be able to do all 10. Cause Dave, the first five you do are terrible and they're hard. Like it's not just like it, it, even if you have the talent to do it, to figure out, okay, how do I do this down? Am I going to put it on video? Am I going to, you know, all these decisions you have to make and, for God's sakes, if you jump in the, 
Facebook groups and start asking for advice, you're going to get about 80,000 more ways to do these things. Right. So it's just a, it's a ton of work. It doesn't surprise me. These, I, I think this James's numbers just validate that we just, it's a way harder than we think. Everybody wants to do it, but it's way harder than we think. The thing I thought that was interesting was, and I'm, I am a person that, that kind of has perpetuated this. And that is, this is a lot of litter. Like it's going to be hard for people to find really good podcasts if they're surrounded by all these one and dones. And I love his newsletter. It's I hear, actually it's I H E A R T H I dot. Now it's not, it's I hear things, but the G S is dot G S. So I think I hear thin dot G S I hear things. It's Tom Webster. And he had a really interesting point. And again, if you make me think, I'm your friend for life. And he said, the answer to the latter question is everything. He says, we want this to be true. And he said, he was saying, like, why are we so worried about how many real podcasts are, are going there? He goes, we're all worried. We believe that this glut of crap in the system is keeping our podcast from being discovered and that these pseudo podcasts are in the ways of serious podcasting and counting them is doing us harm. And he, but then he brought something out, and this is why I wanted to share that thing. Your problem is discovery, and the root of that problem is not how many single-episode podcasts are cluttering up the system. Because if you think about it, if they were cluttering up the system, they'd have more than one download. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, that's a good point. So it's not that people are discovering these instead of ours, because if they were, they'd have more than one play. And I was like, huh. He goes, the root is that most people have – time for five or six episodes a week. And the biggest and most well-known podcast already have a claim on a lot of that ear time. I could wave a magic wand and make all those old one and done podcasts fade away. And all those orphan shows, he says, would disappear tomorrow and you'd still have the same challenge. Yeah. And we have have a lot of really good podcasts out there. That's what he's saying. Let's not even think about the, all the ones that aren't very good that, that this, there's a lot of really good ones and there's only so much of your time, yeah. right? You're going to have to really stand out. That's what he's saying, right? Yeah. On my last episode of the podcast rodeo show, a guy sent in a show and it's interesting because he starts off, of course, with an anchor ad and it sounds okay. He's doing an ad, he's got a microphone, but then, and I believe this is how he was doing it. He was somehow holding his phone up to a microphone and doing an Instagram live. And to say it sounded horrendous is it was like worse than AM radio. And I just, I immediately gave him, I'm like, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm just like, I'm here to tell you there are 800,000 other podcasts to listen to. And I'm not going to listen to that. I'm like, it's just, that doesn't work today. And it doesn't mean you have to go spend a thousand dollars on gear, but that's no, I, Recording, yeah, recording yeah. a speakerphone with a wow. microphone is not go get yourself a PodTac P4 or a Roadcaster, plug that, you know, phone into a system and maybe I'll listen to that. But gear is important. Technique is important. All those things. I just the market is too mature to, to be going out there. We got away with this six, seven, eight years ago and we do all this live craziness and you would be like, oh, we're doing we're going to do this thing live. And, and everybody's that's so cool. It's not that cool anymore. No. Everybody's done it they're looking for something of really good either substance or very well done and you got to spend some time on it you really do need to i spend at gallup i spend a good chunk of my time organizing and planning and getting guests and doing outlines and making sure people are in the right spot and that sound good it's it just requires prep and i'm just not sure the amateur podcaster has time to do it anymore they may have been priced out by time that could be it. Uh, Big Blue in the chat room says, uh, I saw that video of the podcast rodeo show, and I have to agree, that was really bad. Yeah. Coach Dave says, stand next to a monk and, and even ugly dudes <laughs> like me look attractive. I don't mind a, a million one-and-done shows. People yeah. say, wow, when they see a committed show. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I have – there are a couple of shows I have right now that have the same topics. I'm going to keep this really generic. And one has a host that boasts – I don't do any editing, zero. I, I zip it up and I throw it up. Then a new show came out, same, it's two different hosts with lots of experience that's really, they know exactly where they're going. I'm sure they have a list of what they're going to cover 
and it's they've thought through what they're going to say. It's not what do you want to talk about. And I'm starting to think, you know, and so there are times when I listen to show number one and when they're trying to figure out where do you want to go next? Should we talk about this or should we talk about that? Or I don't know. What do you want to talk about? That I'm like, you're wasting my time. Like you're wasting my time while you try to figure out what you want to talk about. And I'm like, I think we're going to lose show number one and just go with show number two because I'm getting a lot of times the same information just in a more polished, organized fashion. And it really does come down. Like you said, people are having a hard time finding time to podcast, especially now as things start to pick back up with the whole COVID thing finally starting to go downward. I think we're going to have people now start to do other things. So I think you're going to see a lot of pod fades. But also, that means listening has come up. It took a little dip. But I think you have to keep in mind, you can't waste your listeners' time. That's uh, that's an easy way to lose your listeners. It's just a matter of, and I had never even thought of it in this term. I think we're to the point where the, the really good podcasts now, it's not possible to listen to all of them in a week. You can't, you, you, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. So we're not competing with the bottom end anymore. We're competing with the top end because there's so many great podcasts that are out there. So I think you really got to, you got to pick up if you are looking for numbers. My advice, everybody's like, how do I get more listeners? I think my advice right now is get better audio, get better content, actually That's focus it. on what you're doing, right? And you're going to have to pay. Like the, the days of free discovery are over. You have to pay to get exposure now. You're going to have to figure out a way either in advertising or whatever. And and by the way, podcasters, if you're not good at this advertising thing, you're going to probably have to hire for it. You're going to have to find somebody who's good at doing this advertising because I hear that I see this in the Facebook groups all the time. I did a Facebook ad and it didn't do anything. Yeah, because you didn't do it right. Because you don't know what you're doing. You're an amateur marketer. Stop. What's the, Hire somebody who knows what they're doing. There's a difference between boosting a post and actual Facebook advertising. And boosting a post, everyone I've ever talked to said, just light your money on fire. Like it's an yeah, absolute right. waste of, of time. Yeah, no. And it, there's tips and tricks. And that those markets have gotten mature and are very complicated. And we have teams that do this and thank God we do because that's all they do. That's all they do all the time is think about that. We had, we just did a whole content audit on our Clifton strength section at Gallup. And those guys were like, we've got about 150 posts that are not performing at all and we need to just remove them. And that's tough. That's people's posts. They, I was posted here. That's not performing and it's actually dragging us down. We, we need to, consolidate or remove them or redirect them or do some other things. They spent a lot of time figuring that out. And I just don't know if the average person has that kind of time or skill set. It's a completely different skill set than podcasting. So you're like, oh, I finally figured out this podcasting thing. Now you got to figure out this marketing thing and you better get good at SEO and you better get good fast because it's blowing by you. It's a lot of fun. The other thing is I'm I'm seeing is people, like you said, it's the old Steve Martin quote. Everybody's asking me how to get a manager, how to get an agent. Nobody's asking me how to get good. And when I went out to Facebook today, everybody's asking me about transcripts. Everybody's talking about audiograms and all this other stuff. And I was kind of like, nobody's asking about what's the best way to tell a story. Or here's an example. Jennifer said, please, someone help me. I launched my podcast today. Now, if I said that to you, Jim, right now, what do you think has happened? What do you think you would expect when you, let's say, go to her website? Ask me that question again. Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah. By the um, she said, hey, I launched my podcast today. Let's just stop right there. What does that mean to you? I've launched my podcast. It's available in iTunes and right. and, and all those. Or uh, Sorry, it's available in Apple Podcasts. <laughs> That's a tough one to break. It is that a hard was, one. That, yeah. That's a hard one to break. So here's what she says. I launched my podcast today. Yay for me. And and yeah, sure. Yay. I've submitted to all the places, but I can't figure out how to get on Apple. So if you're not on Apple, you haven't launched your podcast in my book. It keeps telling me my image is not the correct dimensions. I've tried literally every dimensions possible. I'm doing exactly as suggested by Apple themselves. And every time I try, uh, to use my RSS feed, in this case from Podbean, it's telling me it's not the right size. I'm at a loss. So here's my thing. Don't launch your podcast until you're in Apple Podcasts, until you're in Google Podcasts, until you're in Spotify and Amazon. And, and so I, I had somebody this week, and it, it sounds like I'm being snarky, and I'm not. I, I'm really – you're like the world has waited 16 years for your podcast. It can wait another two weeks. Like it's not, I'm seeing people make mistakes. 
and, and I'm, I can flip and flop on this one because on one hand, I understand the power of a deadline. It motivates you to get up and go. But when I hear people say the phrase, I just wanted to get it out there, it's usually followed by steps they took that they're going to wish they hadn't taken because they're like, I just had to get it out. Technically, no, you didn't really have to get it out. You could have waited another two weeks till things got approved. And then you could send people to your website. They could subscribe. So it just seems hard, Dave, though. That's hard. It's hard. I get it. It's hard. You've been doing all this work. You just want to get that thing out there. It's not the right thing to do, but... Dave, you got to understand this. It's there. You've been working on something for a while and you're just like, I just have to do this. I got to hurry up and get it done. I don't think it's a promotional thing. I think it's a human thing. Yeah. So I understand it. You just got to fight that. You got to fight it and say, Hey, I can wait. Yeah. Kim is asking, she's saying she published her first episode and she's calling that launching kind of in a way. And to me, I always say it's I go back to the days of a CD launch party, which dates me when you're a band, but you didn't have a CD launch party until you had the CDs in your hand. That would be silly to show up. And so once that's and for me, having the CD in your hand is being an Apple, Google, Spotify and Amazon when those and, and there are tons more I would list there, but that would be the bare bones minimum. And then when that is when you're in there, then you can tell your audience, hey, everybody sign up on this day. And, yeah. and get going. We had a question here. It says, so when did the days of free discovery end? I started three and a half years ago with good audio quality and content as well as niche down show focus. It's going really well. Mm-hmm. Did I get uh, in? Did I get did in, get in, time? in yeah. time? Yeah. 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 I think you did. I think you did. I think, I think in the past it was easier on the discovery side to, to get noticed. I'm not sure that's the case anymore because the, the better shows, the more well-funded look at Mike Rowe. Like he is Jeez. freaking crushing it at this point, right? Yeah. Those, and he has a team of marketers behind him doing all this work for him. It's not the, it's not the million one and dones that's the problem. It's Mike Rowe who is the problem for you. He is now taking up ear space. He is now taking attention. He is now, right? Those <laughs> podcasts didn't exist five or six years ago. Then they exist now. The big ones have gotten very big and they're the ones jamming up discovery, not the million one and doneers and Mike road dog on it is now taking up more time because his show used to be about 10 minutes it's and, an hour. and it's he's rambled and it's good I, I love he was talking about he lived in a it's house a, and it was almost haunted kind of thing that was different yeah I, it, it's okay it's listen I like his shorter stuff yeah you be, be both. Been, on the way down and back from Texas I've been I was listening to him and I like his shorter stuff just to be honest yeah so when I saw it was an hour I was like what yeah like I expected those to be able to roll through those yeah. a couple at a time. And now I'm thinking, and I don't want to miss anything. So you have to listen to yeah. them. I have a playlist in Overcast called Short Shows because they're all short shows. I right. had to take that out of it. It was ruining it because I, I always felt super productive. I'd throw on that playlist and I'd blow through about six shows while I'm walking around the neighborhood. And they're like, that's not going to work anymore. So no. uh, no. Coach Dave says, I've done my own. He says, I, I'm assuming he's saying Facebook or marketing, whatever. Yeah. He says, I'm terrible. I've hired people. The people I, I hired didn't do any better. He says, I got to find a way to hire actual experts, not the million plus self-declared experts. Boy, can we talk about that a second? Yeah. This is something it's, I'm not sure when, but I have to do an episode. This is something that podcasters, we need to embrace like nobody's business. And uh, I watched a documentary and I got to be careful because I don't want to go into political crap. It's a great documentary though. It's called No Safe Place. It's Adam Carolla and this other guy that I don't know. And they are polar opposites. Like Adam Carolla is a flaming atheist. This guy's a devout uh, Jew. This guy, and they, they don't agree on it, but they agree on the fact that uh, freedom of speech is under attack. And it's a interesting, and you're just watching like whole, like the one, it might've been Yale, where they said they, they didn't put any restrictions on Halloween costumes and people lost their minds. It was interesting. But anyway, podcasters need to be, we need to embrace the fact that we're building an audience through our relationships, and we need to start citing our sources. We need to be the journalists because journalists don't cite sources anymore. And if we can be the voice of truth, I think that is going to be more valuable, I think, in some cases, that when people go, no, I can believe what Dave says. I can believe what Jim says because I saw a thing, and it's funny because people are going to go, you had a problem because it's potentially your competition. It's another podcast consultant. 
And it was going on about the number one podcaster in the UK. And I was like, says who? And it was like top rated podcast in Apple Podcasts. First it said iTunes. And I was like, okay, number one, it's Apple Podcasts. And I went and looked for their show, couldn't find it. And then the person said, and I'm ranked among the top, like Tony Robbins and blah, 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 and insert big name. And I went and I'm like, not from what I can see when I do a search. And if that's the case, guess what, Jim? Your show is ranked among the top with Tony Robbins and Dave Ramsey. And it was just, and the thing, but that's not what blew me away was when you went to their website, they were, of course, using a Blue Yeti and they were talking into the top of it. And that's what really, that's when I was like, oh, come on. You gotta be kidding me. So I'm going to start asking people like, says who? And I I love the fact, look, I could say I was a top selling author at Amazon. I could. Because for one day, I was the top in my very, like, technology, blah, 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 subcategory set. And sure enough, I was a top-selling author of the category of such and such and such. So it's just, it's, it's I'm like, are we all going to the iHeart school of marketing where you can just say whatever you want and it doesn't matter if it's true or not? <laughs> so I think podcasters need to realize that we could be, like, the voice of, of truth, I don't know if that's uh Wait, I had my daughter who's in a uh, in yeah. journalism school on and she I asked her point blank are podcasters journalists and she said yes they are. And so it's and I agree with you Dave I, I think we could do a lot better overall if we would cite our sources and if we would do a little bit of journalistic work to make sure to validate and verify. I think sometimes we get that telephone effect, even in the podcasting industry of Rob Walsh will say something on the feed uh, in a stat. And then that gets repeated by Todd Cochran changed a little bit. And then you hear it and we say it on ask the podcast coach and it gets morphed a little bit more. And then it shows up, you know, somebody else says it, And pretty soon it's five versions away from being what the actual truth was. And nobody knows where that number actually came from or what it actually means. Now, that's a silly example, but that's how things kind of work. And and I think it would be good to go back to, I remember I was doing Home Gadget Geeks and I said something and my co-host, who's a lawyer, said, no, okay, let's wait a minute here. You can't just be spouting that and not have anything to back it up with. And I appreciated that. That could be could be tension between the, the co-host there. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. So he comes in and clarifies it. He finds the article, clarifies it. I think we could all stand to do a little bit more of that, Dave. Present party included, as I'm pointing back at myself. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, I, I to me... And again, this is where I'm feeling the topic of podcasting slipping away a little bit. But I really think like the world in general could have a serious problem if we can't look at something and go, that's true. You know what I mean? Holy right. cow. Well, and truth is hard in for yeah. in, in some because it depends on how you interpret it. It depends on the cultural lens which you see it through. It's all, all those kinds of things. And again, we're skipping off the this political idea and, and we don't want to go there, but it's, yeah, I think there's some integrity questions there to, to be like, hey, are we saying, I think uh, you do this really well. You showed that graphic in the very beginning to say, hey, the, here's some numbers. This is what we're seeing. You're really good about bringing those. You do your homework. You grab the slides. You, sh- you show them on the show. I, I think you probably do that, Dave, better than most. So kudos to you for bringing up the stats. Well, I I am a maybe a weird person in the fact that I'm saying, hey, this is what I believe is true based on this. And if you can come up and say, oh, let me give you a different point of view. You may not be aware of such and such. And I am like wide open to see the other point of view because that's where this thing called learning happens. <laughs> then yeah. you go, oh, wow, I didn't know yeah. that. Maybe. And then a lot of times there's your side, there's my side, and then there's the truth. And we can actually come to yeah. the truth right. together. Do you know what's true? That I'm thirsty? You're thirsty, and we have (laughs) awesome supporters. You can be one of these by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, and we are talking about awesome people like James over at the Dog Podcast Network. I was talking about how I need short shows when I walk around the block. Just go over to Dog Podcast Network. Check out Dog Edition. It's great stories that happen to involve dogs. And uh, like I said, I was amazed. They had a great story on the whole French when a Lady Gaga got her, her dog stolen. That's a whole like major racket. People are spending like huge amounts of money to dog ransom. Is that, is yeah. that, 
It, that, really? That's a thing. I was like, holy cow. So check it out. Lots of uh, everything. Do- if you have a dogpodcastnetwork.com, you can even, being that we're talking to podcasters, if you've got a great story, again, that also involves a dog, uh, you can actually go over there and uh, there's a chance to win $5,000. But we are talking about awesome people like Shane at spybrary.com, Ed Sullivan, which uh, we were talking before. I guess there's going to be a road trip to Boston yeah, for make the a trip future. out to Boston in September to see it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And uh, he's at soniccupcake.com. Felix, over at the Latin Podcast Awards. So it's uh, an award show, as you might imagine, that's dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world since 2017. And uh, matching the mug, the one and only Glenn the Geek Hebert over at Horse Radio Network. If you've got uh, a horse or love horses, check him out, horseradionetwork.com. Max, Tres- Max Tresca, it's easy for me to say. If you got a plane, you got to check him out over at aviationnewstalk.com. Greg over at debtshepherd.com. Jim, have you done your taxes yet? No, it's this weekend. Yeah, they're it. not. They got extended, thank God. But yeah. I know I need to do them this weekend. Uh, find Greg over at debtshepherd dot com. Kim Craggy, who's in the the uh, chat room. If you are looking to boost just your overall the words coming out of your mouth, if you want to develop your voice, reduce your editing time, and improve your content, we were just talking about that. Toastmasters one hundred one dot net, and uh, Greg over at indiedropin dot com. If you've got a true crime show or a comedy show or a scary show, he's got a network that will put your episode in front of people looking for new stuff. Check it out, indiedropin.com. Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions. Check him out, babymountainradio.com. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, again, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Or if you're like, I I wouldn't mind just giving you a donation, you can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. Awesome. Hey, I had a visitor this week. I see that. I told her I would, I'd mentioned that, but Aliquity was in town. And uh, she pinged me via email and said, hey, we're coming into town. Can we meet up for breakfast? I said, absolutely. So, Liquidy, thanks for uh, for contacting me. It took us about 18 emails, by the way, <laughs> to, get, to, to figure out. She was on the road. Uh, figure out, I was trying to figure out where she was staying so we could find the place. And then she had this cool little app. Now she does this travel gluten-free, gluten-free yeah. uh, podcast. And so she showed me the app that she uses, uh, which just finds the restaurants in the area that, that, are, that have gluten-free options. And so this one did. Quaint restaurant I never would have gone to in the Omaha area. I mean, this is what's great about when out-of-towners come in is they – They'll pick things you don't normally pick, which was pretty awesome. So, Aliquity, thanks for thanks for the email. And if uh, we live in both drive through and it, it's not always flyover country, so if you're ever in the Omaha area and you're a listener, shoot me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. And it's, it's fun to see her. We had a really good visit. Her and her husband were here, and it was just a really good visit. So I appreciated her reaching out. Yeah, when I went to to Utah, she was the one that tried to throw me off a cliff. So yeah, uh, it was just- <laughs> she told me about that. She told me about that. It's just it's so much fun, Dave, to meet listeners. Like it it's is. just a, it's one of those. I don't think people realize what a treat it is for the podcasters when the listeners reach out. And all of our listeners, most of them are podcasters, so they know. But it's a real treat when a couple times, one time I flew down to Dallas and I pinged Randy Cantrell in advance. I said, can you pick me up at the airport and we'll spend a little time together? <laughs> and he said, yes. Now, I listened to his podcast. Yeah. So it was in this case, I was the listener pinging the podcaster to say, I'd love to spend some time with you. And so he did. He drove out to the airport, picked me up. We Got some coffee and he dropped me off. How much of a mooch am I to get someone to drive me from Dallas Fort Worth to 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 the campus at to University of Texas Dallas? But I always appreciated that, Randy. Thanks for doing that. But it's, isn't a great day, folks? Come through town or whatever. And I had a similar situation. Marcus Couch is we go way way back to the days of Pod Show. And I said I was going to be going to Los Angeles for podcast evolutions. And he's, dude, he goes, forget about Uber. He goes, I'm your driver. And I was like, and that's all he did. He, he picked me up, took me to the hotel. And we hung out a little bit and yeah. that, and he had to, that's, he had to go back to his life, but he's just wanted to catch up and see how things are going. So that's, uh, it, it's great. Yeah, it is great. Coach Dave says, I met a new listener via Facebook messenger a few days ago. She lives in California connected with me through a hiking group. Yep. It's always awesome. Because I, I mentioned a couple. Well, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. It's just it's 
the great thing about it is you already have something in common and that's podcasting or your yeah. show or something of that nature. I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I I'd started sending a personal note. Now it's not really personal, but it's copy and paste, but it's more than just accepting them into our groups. We, we have big at Gallup. I've got a 15,000 and now a 10,000 person group and everyone who joins, I moderate it. Otherwise the spam is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like you, you have to moderate Facebook groups on the way in. And I still get people who get past me. But I started sending them a personal note. And, man, that has sparked a lot of great conversations from people. I just got one the other day. They said, hey, thanks for this note. I really feel welcome. And, boy, the, by the way, this is super rare on Facebook. Someone, and again, I'm copying and pasting it. It's not, I'm not writing an original note. But the fact that I took the time to go in and just say, hi, welcome to the group. If you have any questions, you can connect with me individually for it has made a huge difference. And to your point, Dave, it now makes a connection between me and them. And probably a 10th, I haven't done this number, so this isn't, I'm making this number up, but maybe a 10th of them actually respond back to me and it starts a conversation. They know they have somebody that can help them. Sergeant Fred wants to know, will you guys be in attendance at Podcast Movement Evolutions 2021 as well as PM in 2020 in August? I'm going this way. If Lipson's going, I'm going. I'm assuming they would like, if Libsyn will send me, I'm going. If they're not, I'm not. But I love to work the booth. I know I'm not speaking there because silly me forgot. I, I What I need to do is I need to have, I need to write a bunch of presentations, but I like to do my presentations based on current data. That's why I don't write them ahead of time. And I'm not one of those guys that has four talks that I do this. I, every time you see me talk, it's a new talk. And so I had a huge project I was working on that's taken months to get done and I just didn't have time to come up with, cause I really do put a lot into my pitches to those guys and things like that. So I won't be speaking at podcast movement, at least in 2020, cause I didn't get uh, my pitch. 2022 is what he meant. He meant uh, 2022. Meant 2022. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to anything I'm going to right now. I got to get uh, vaccinated. I'm s slotted to speak in June in Dallas. And let's face it, Texas is not the most, um, it's not as open as you think. I was just there. Oh, really? Okay. Not as open as you think. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've been led to believe it's crazy town there. And I, I only went through a few cities. I went through Dallas. I went through, I stayed in Temple. Not as open as you think. But I think you're on the right track, Dave. You're getting yourself positioned to where you feel comfortable doing that, right? Yeah. For you. That's your decision. That's what you're going to do. So I, I think that's smart. I got my first, I got the, my first shot on Monday of this week. So I got two more weeks, Pfizer. So I got two more weeks and then I'll do it again. No, I don't think I'm going to do a podcast con conference for a while. Hey, I get every week with Paul uh, <laughs> Famer, Dave Jack. Why would I need to go to a podcast conference? It, I was, I spoke at Podfesti Summit, which is based in Australia, but has a strong, what's the correct word for Asian? Is that the correct word? I, don't yeah, want, I think you could say that. All right. I'm like, but that was fun. The fun I thing think. about it was here's something that, cause I practice my presentation over and over. So I know it's exactly 20 minutes, 10 minutes for questions. You're like, I do that. I never want to be that guy that goes over. And the keynote opening speech person went 20 minutes over and cut my talking time. And it's hard. Like people are pinging me on Slack. Hey, she's chewing up your time. And I'm like, Yep. And I'm like, so I cut a bunch of slides as she's like going, Oh, I'm cutting more of my presentation trying to, cause I'm, this is the first time they've done yeah. this whole thing. And I'm like, I want to get this, the conference back on track. I'm like, and it was just like, yeah, so it was interesting, but that's where I felt bad because these are brand, like this is their first conference and they did a great job, but they also needed, it's like doing a live podcast. You have to have the courage to come in and with the hook and go, thank you so much for yeah. speaking, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I understand that she started a little late, like the actual whole conference started about, but I was kind of like, you're chewing into my time here, kid. So that was, uh, hopefully today will be better. It's, uh, it's going on all weekend. They did have a networking thing, but. Uh, my job, when I, we used to do a live home server show meetups back when I was on the home server show. And we get together in Indianapolis and it was my job as the timekeeper. I was the sergeant in arms. We don't use that term very much anymore, yeah. but uh, I was a sergeant in arms. And so as people were talking, I, I would tell them when I stand up, because I'd be in the back of the room, when I stand up, you have five minutes and I will walk up 
with a microphone and shut you down. So let me be really clear. I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some warnings, but as a presenter, you need to watch the clock. And I kept that conference and we had 34. I kept it on time and you just, you need to have a way to, yeah. to clue people to I, be like, Hey, you got five minutes. Cause when you're talking, you go into a space dilation field like oh. or a time dilation field, yeah. right? Time all of a sudden doesn't, isn't when you're speaking, when you're presenting one minute, feels like 10 seconds. And so you're like, oh man, I haven't been talking that long. Holy crap. I've been on here 35 minutes. And so you do need to have somebody who's watching the clock. Yeah. The, my favorite is when they have a clock on the stage so you can see exactly, but the, and I always tell if they don't, if I have somebody in the back, that's going to hold up a card, I go, you need to wave that. I said, wave it until I give you like a head nod. I said, because otherwise I said, I'm looking at people and I'm judging. Is this information? I said, I'm completely immersed in my talk. I said, and I'm not going to be looking at you because you're in the back of the room. I said, so until I give you a head knob, keep waving that card or whatever it is, because I totally get uh, what you're you're talking about. But as as a speaker, be ready to get to the point. If you've gone, if you maybe you've had one of those where it's gotten away from you and it's really easy for that to happen. You go down a rabbit trail, you start talking about something you didn't intend to, you get emotional in it. Be ready. You're, the end of your talk, if you, especially if you have call to actions, you need to be able to make that smooth transition to it pretty quickly and say and, and cut out a whole bunch of stuff to get to the end. I, I've watched too many speakers who feel like they have to get it. They, they've got to get it all in. If they somehow don't get every single word they planned in, it's that nobody's going to do anything. No, that's not true. They're only half listening to you anyway. Right. They're on their phone exactly. most of the time you're talking. Let's just be really clear about this. For most of us, they're not sitting on the edge of their seat. Skip some stuff. Get to the point. Get your call to action. Wrap it up. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. If I'm doing a 30-minute speech, I purposely plan my talk to be 20 minutes because I know myself and I'm going to do an audible and throw in a story that wasn't planned because I can see what's working and what's not. And so I always plan my stuff short because I will, and that way I'm always on time. It's weird. Carolyn says in the chat room, the same skill is key in clubhouse. Knowing when and how to intervene makes for a better conversation. I was talking to Jim earlier. I said, I was in clubhouse probably five times this week, just popped in while I was on my lunch, walking around the block, whatever I was doing. And I'm here to tell you, I got zero nada. And it was every single room that I went into was somebody, and the one guy even said, hold on, Derek, I got to say this, and then just rambled for, I don't know, seven minutes to where I was like, wow, I'm getting nothing from this person. Now, that doesn't mean what he's saying wasn't good. It just wasn't resonating with me, and I was just like, okay, he's wasted seven minutes of my time. I'm halfway around the block. Let's try another room, and I'd go in, and it's stuff that's like marketing or podcasting or something that I should be like... And in every case, it was somebody just saying, when I started back in 2005, and I remember when I was writing my book, and here's another subtle plug for my stuff, like when I do the stuff at the School of Podcasting, and I was like, oh, wow, this is just, so I was kind of like, I really like, there was like week two where I really like Clubhouse, and I like it now. We're not having anybody raise their hand, but I, I at least this last week, I was like, maybe this is why less people are starting to talk about Clubhouse, because that was not a great week for me on Clubhouse in terms of, wow, that was cool or i met some new people or jim have you been hanging out there at all or yeah i've been hanging out we have a group of coaches who have yeah who do uh daily uh monday through friday and and they've done it at 8 a.m and then they're they're pivoting they're taking tuesdays and thursdays to 11 so more folks can join which i thought is smart but they have a really good plan and they run it like radio so that because that's really what clubhouse is it's radio it's just internet radio and so they'll say like on, on Monday, they'll say, Hey, I've got, we've got this coming up on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then on Tuesday, they're, we, they're constantly resetting and saying what they have available. So it works out really well. Their content's been good. And I think it's planned. Speaking of Clubhouse, do we have, did somebody raise their hand? We out there, do. Dan? Chris Christensen. Chris, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's going well. Uh, so one, you just sounded desperate for people to call in. But uh, one of the things that I find is, first of all, on Clubhouse, they're not saying I started in 2005. Most of them are saying I started two years ago, and here's why I know everything about podcasting. But <laughs> my thoughts on the on the conferences is I would love to go to one of the podcasting conferences, you know, this year, next year, whenever it's you know appropriate. But I tend not to 
because that's not my niche. I do a podcast or a couple podcasts, but I go to the travel conferences or the travel blogging conferences and have since 2009 when those really got started and haven't been to a podcast conference since blog world went under and uh, the podcast and portable media expo went under because to me podcasting is a technology and the first few years it was great to hang out with people he was like you do a podcast i do a podcast now it feels a little bit like a word processor. The first couple of years, I'm sure that there were people who said, you use a word processor? I use a word processor. Yeah. But if that's what we have in common, we don't necessarily have as much to talk about in terms of subject matter. And so I think it's useful for podcasters to go to that, especially as they get started, especially if they're trying to connect up with generic sponsors, not sponsors within their space. Or other podcasters because you're trying to learn stuff. And, it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I love those conferences. Yeah. But when I go to a travel conference and there's a sponsor there, it might be Tourism Jordan that wants to bring me to Jordan all expenses paid. <laughs> there are well, advantages and you're, to hanging out with the people in your space. Exactly. And you're hanging out with your listeners, which is – Also true. Yeah, so that's the... Uh, I also go on vacation with my listeners. There you go. So we, we do a trip once a year, not 2020 and 2021. Those got canceled, but yeah. for the five years before that, with listeners of the show. So, which is scary the first time, and then you learn that you have attracted people who like you, or who are like you. Yeah. And they're really great. It's awesome. <laughs> they're really awesome people. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else, Chris? I think that does it. All right. Thank you, kind sir. I'm Chris. Thanks, and Chris. I'm done speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's if you can only go to one conference and you have a choice of should I go to a podcast conference and I've been podcasting for a while or a conference about my topic, go to the and one about your topic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I agree. I agree. Gary, how are you, buddy? Oh, Baba Booey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Finally, a clubhouse Baba Booey. <laughs> Another one. I'm not the first. Here's a quick That's tip, true. though, something for Clubhouse that I've seen recently that may interest you. It's not oh. a plug. I don't. It's a service called Zealous. These are little single-purpose websites for Clubhouse. And Social Media Examiner has one. They've set one up, and you can post when you're going to have a new Club Talk, take questions from audience live, sign up for updates. It seemed like a, a really cool thing. And they mentioned this throughout the, the room. So Gary, is it like a place? Cause I get one of the things on clubhouse. I get super frustrated on is I want to type a comment. <laughs> like somebody's yeah. saying something. I don't want to raise my hand. I don't want to join the conversation. I just want to make a comment. And of course clubhouse lacks that functionality on purpose. And I, I get why they're doing it. So is it this kind of site where people can, you can connect in other ways for folks who listen to clubhouse channels? Is that what it is? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, exactly how um, Mike Stelzner was using this. And I got, I, you know, I, I got really curious when I heard him mentioning this and uh, I set one up myself for uh, something I'm planning for work. And uh, yeah, it's really, really cool technology. Yeah. Ask a podcast coach. It, you know, it's got all your upcoming talks coming up there. It's got a calendar on there. Mm. What's how do you zealous. spell it? Yeah, what's it? What's Z. the name of it again? Okay. Yeah, zealous, like jealous, only with a Z. Zealous okay. mm-hmm. dot space. Oh, geez. So, social media examiners one is social dot zealous dot space. Go oh. check out theirs, and you'll see what I mean. Yeah, interesting. Because normally that kind of stuff drives me nuts when people create another brand to promote their brand. I'm like, why not just do that on your website? But if they're, if they have something that's tying into clubhouse that you can't do on your regular website, that's a different story. If it's a different tool or something like that. Did you find it, Jim? Uh, no, not yet, but I'm looking, All I'll right. find it. Thanks for the tip, Gary. Anything else we can help you with? No, that's it guys. Sorry. I'm out on my walk. That's why I'm just here in clubhouse. That's all right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Take care, buddy. I can hear the birds in the background. Dave in the chat room says, our conferences, the speakers, the panels scheduled back to back. In some cases, I know last night I was scheduled from 7.30 to 8. And then from 8 to 8.10, I was supposed to be in a room with Q&A, which was interesting because somebody started speaking at 8. So if you want to come ask me a question, you had to ignore whoever just came on stage. But normally they're... 
usually what it is, you'll have a couple back to back and then you'll have a break. So that's where I know somebody was mentioning how Rob once ran over. I know Rob Walsh did a presentation once and he loved the fact that he was right up against lunch because he could run over. And if you wanted to stay, you could stay. And if you didn't, you didn't. But yeah, it's they just the key to that's one of the things I loved about um, DC Podfest because I went in and it was a little baby Podfest and they just ran it like they. They were, like you're saying, Jim, you just got to cut people off because, and it's not yeah. that they're trying to hog the mic. They're just, for, they've lost all track of time. So. You, well, you don't know. You're in that time dilation field. You get in there and it feels like it's, it, it feels like you just got started and they're like, okay, you're at 30 minutes. You're like, what? I'm still on my first point. It's a weird thing when you're speaking in, in time. Most people aren't aware of that. Gary, I appreciate it, by the way. I'm not trying to poo it. I think it's good. It's just, it's, I'm, that's my biggest frustration about Clubhouse is there's no way to interact with the, and, and part of it is that I just, I like this with chat. This is, that's what I like. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I want, I need, there's, there's times when you just want to say one thing or confirm one thing or drop one bit. And I just like that style better than I get. I want to say, and there's been plenty of times I want to say something on Clubhouse, and I'm like, but I don't want to join the conversation, <laughs> or I shouldn't join the conversation because I'm in a spot where my audio is going to be terrible or what what have you. So that's my biggest frustration around Clubhouse. I just wish it had some kind of chat feature. I get why they don't, but I wish they did. Yeah, it's one of those weird slides. Like, be careful what you wish for because then maybe that's why know. some of the conversations are a little better because yeah. people are like, eh, I don't want to go through the hassle of raising my hand. And then I got to do the thing and I got the kids in the background. So it's a built in filter. I don't, I don't know. It's uh could be interesting. I just, I'll have to check that site out. I just know when I see things like Linktree, my head explodes because yeah. everything you do on Linktree, you could do on your website where you promote your brand, you have your links, things of that nature. Sharing links is one of these. Carolyn just came over from Clubhouse. Like we couldn't get that link from Gary in a place that's really that, especially if it gets if the link, it's very complicated at all, which is all links. Yeah. It, it, it would, it's a nice to have a spot where you can put those to share with people. I, I, we get that all the time. Where's the link to that? How do I find that? Yeah. And so you just, that's, it's a, I think it's a huge problem on Clubhouse, but that's my opinion. Not sure that's truth. Well, we got but that is my opinion. We got somebody else coming. Oh, Gary's coming back. All right. He, we must Welcome have said back, something. Gary. Yeah, I, I've tried to pop it into YouTube there. It's social.zealous.space. Yeah. Okay. That's Mike Stelzner's one. Okay. But your point about chatting um, through Clubhouse, absolutely on the money. One other thing to consider Twitter has just rolled out spaces. Yeah, And uh, I'm testing that with spaces. You can have a pinned tweet and interact around a tweet while the discussion's going on. So, Yeah, so we're actually, we're actually looking at Michael's website. I can see there where you can subscribe for updates. You see his upcoming room. Got a question. And when you ask that, I wonder where that goes. And then what topics would you like us to cover in our weekly clubhouse? So it's interesting. I'd be interested he, to see where that Gary, question goes. Gary, did he get social, that word social.zealous.space, did he get that because he was an early adopter of this? Is that something you get to pick when you sign up, or how does that work? Yeah, yeah. When you create your space, you can pick your first word. I picked my company brand okay, and because I wanted to secure that. I didn't want anybody yeah, else well, to have it. There's a bit of a land grab yeah. that's going on. Is there a fee for this service? No, it's absolutely free. So... Another company is going to get your information, so which you then have to tie in your Clubhouse account, which is also yeah okay. It's interesting. I'm just not sure. It's one of those like yeah. So Gary, you'll have to you'll have to report back yeah. to us on how it's working for you. That would be most helpful. Yeah. Well, well uh, thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks, well, done, Gary. Enjoy your walk. It sounds great. It he's does got, sound great. He has some great audio behind him. I think I heard Chris with some with some chirping birds behind him as well. It was picking up that. Uh, at first, I thought, "Are you are they playing that?" Just as do they because those those are all those channels on YouTube, you can play like rain or thunder. Yeah. That's maybe that's the next thing. We had virtual backgrounds. Now we have virtual sound <laughs> backgrounds. <laughs> There's a thing I miss 
mycafe.com, I think it is. And you can go there and turn on, like, turn on the barista. So about every three minutes, he's like, order for Smith, blah, 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 Monte Loca. And then you can turn on the street noise, turn oh, on coffee. I think that's the website. I miss mycafe.com or something like that. That uh, is great. Fire in this one last question here before we wrap up with our regular show. We do stick around for a post show. So yeah, don't if, go anywhere, Clubhouse. Yeah, we if you're new to the show, we're, we're yeah. here till noon. How do you record two mics? in the same room without picking up what each other and then what software are you using the fun part of this was at least in my travels you can't what you do your best is you point the microphones like one is pointing to the left and the other one is pointing to the right so they're the front of the microphones are both polar opposites of each other get a few feet or more feet apart of course you should be six feet from each other at this point anyway and realize that you're going to have some bleed through. That's just the way it is. And that's the joy of noise gates. Throw a noise gate on that. Yeah, but that introduces a whole new set of problems. Yeah, you've got to get a, you got to get it set so it's not get, uh, get off words. So Yeah, don't the best audio producers don't uh, record the multiple voices in the same room at the same time. They just don't. So don't. So if you if you can deal with the bleed Deal with the bleed. I get why you're trying to do that, but go to another room. Just set them up in another room. We, I get this at work all the time where they're like, we have a thousand rooms available. And for some reason, they want to be in the same room. And we're like, no, stop doing that. I just had that happen yesterday. Stop doing that. Go find another conference room and plug in. We have plenty of them. You don't have to be together. Yeah. So that's if you want to guarantee it that way, get them in separate rooms. Yeah. And if they've got decent microphones... I don't know that the bleed is going to cause that much. Like, yeah, it's easier to edit, Dave. Just to be yeah. honest, it's, well, it's the editing deal. That's it's being able to edit separate audio tracks that they're looking for, and I get that. I totally get that. So get them in another room, and I know you can't sometimes, but yeah. get them in another room. And Kim says eye contact, and I get that, but you can get eye contact on video. That's true. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't. Yeah. No. Because I'm a big I, fan of it. I just remember I was in a, a small office. It was me and my ex-wife, and we were literally in separate corners of the room trying to stop yeah. the bleed, and that's where I just yeah. realized. Not possible. And she's, she wasn't a super loud talker, but she definitely wasn't a whisperer either. And I was just kind of, you know what, This I'm listening through the ears of a podcaster. This may not be as big a deal. And I just, in that case, I just took time to figure out how to use a noise gate. And the other thing you do when you're in the same room, Dave, is you start, you start doing this. You start, cause you want to look at that person. Yeah. yeah. So you start talking to, okay, so they're sitting there cause they can't be, they can't be in front of the camera. Yeah. And so you start talking like this and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to answer your question. And so again, it, Kim, I'm not trying to argue with you, by the way. I, I agree. There there are reasons to do it together. But if you're trying to do audio editing in that way, it's nearly impossible. So don't. Yeah. It is 1130. Holy cow. Jim, what is coming up on theaverageguy.tv over at... That's a, uh, yeah, that's a super good question. I, all of a sudden, I had to think because it was just Thursday, which is like a month ago. So my, Mike, Mike and I spent some time early in the show updating everybody in the crypto market and what it means for the average guy. So if you're... Having some, you're seeing this crypto and you're feeling like you got left out or you got some questions. We have a really good kind of update on it. I haven't posted it yet, but a little bit later over at theaverageguy.tv. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast yesterday because the whole podcasting 2.0 thing and we're all going to get crypto. And, and somebody said, yeah, this is, it's cool that there's the technology, but it is yeah. so not ready yet for like mass consumption. It was like, yeah, no, it's not ready. It's not it's easy. Not so yeah. don't, there are other things to focus. Go, go, oh, Dave. Going now back. all the crypto folks are going to come out. It is right. You know, here, you know well, you're mean, old. Yeah. The whole value for value. You get paid in Satoshi's uh, as you stream. Um, not here yet. It's not no, three clicks. Not we're done kind of thing on the school of podcasting. We have a, again, a power of the niche. I'm interviewing a guy that does. In fact, we met him here on Ask the Podcast Coach. Came on and does a show about dog sitting. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And he explains how he got a sponsor. And the power of that was, want to guess what the software was? Uh, No. Oh, I don't know. It's a, people that, it's a specific software for people that do dog sitting. So oh. he had his target audience. So yeah, we'll be right we're talking to him about that. But uh, as always, thanks to the chat room. Thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you'd like to support the show, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And uh, if you're listening on Clubhouse, stick around for some post show. 